0: Beards for Radio.
1: Episode 3. Welcome back. I'm Sasha. And I'm Joe. We don't really talk about baseball very much, so we'll keep this one a little short. But the Tigers' uh, James McCann was hit in the head by a 98 mile per hour fastball. Last week appeared to be out of retaliation, really just a dirty play, and we see this happen every year in
0: baseball. Every year, man, getting fights or they want to protect, you know, their guys, and you know it's the machismo. But throwing 98 mile per hour fastball at someone's head, you know, to me that's the that's a equivalent of assault. Mm-hmm. You have to handle all these cases like you'd have to handle like McSorley case from 2000, when you know he bashed someone in the back of the head with his with uh, stick. Sick. Yeah, you know?
1: a baseball is just as dangerous as a hockey stick, especially going at that kind of speed. Ridiculous. Yeah, that's it. Knock yeah. you out, you know? So what can, what can baseball do about that? Like, make their helmets thicker?
0: Yeah, you ever see the helmet that uh, Giancarlo Stanton has? has, like,
1: the... It, like, goes around, around. Like, yeah. his jaw, almost. i seen that.
0: Um, Those are becoming more popular, too. A lot more popular, and I can see why. Yeah. And if, and if they're starting to target guys like that, you know, that's almost like, you know, the, the NFL's trying to fight this whole CTE thing. You're throwing... And I'm not saying, like... They're gonna right. repeatedly get in the head, hit in the head with 98 miles past- fastballs, but they're trying to combat, you know, head trauma in all these sports. And here you are, beaming dudes in the head. And I understand they got fi- uh, fined and suspended. Yeah, there were
1: suspensions. Like, suspensions were mostly because of the fight that broke out too. Right, right. But still, like you
0: know that he's throwing that out of retaliation. Yeah. There's no mistake in that, man. There's just, there, to me, there's no excuse for it. I think it's yeah. cheap. I think it's dirty. I think there's no place for that. What they need to do, I don't know, but they need to protect their players. That's all I know. It did, however, result in the most exciting
1: Tigers moment of the season. Yeah. <laughs> but aside that, from that. That is true. There's got to be a way to eliminate it from baseball. You see JV get into it. Yeah, JV wasn't even playing that He's game. Like, like comes the out there. That, yeah. Fuck
0: you. And walked away. And they're all getting into it. It was. It was good to see. It was good to see. It, it was good to I see. mean, it wasn't good to see the ball to the head. Right, it's good. it was good to see the emotion. Because I think they need some kind of spark, whether it. it it's something like that or <laughs> right. it's, you know, they need, they need some kind of spark because can JV can't, <laughs> JV can't pitch every game. I can make so many jokes about balls to the head. right Right, now. right. Balls to face. <laughs> I believe
1: it was the next day. The lions hosted the new England Patriots in the third preseason game. And I think right when the ball kicked off, the Patriots were up 24 to nothing. Yeah. Like it happened very automatically, quickly. Yeah. So is it, is it a big, how big of a deal is it that the lions first stringers were so, Greatly outdone by the Patriots first stringers because the third NFL preseason game is supposed to be like your dress rehearsal.
0: I was surprised with their second string. But let's go back to the first string. They need a Moore more. Everyone, you know, is, is hooting and hollering about Gal Gallaudet. Oh, he's 6'4. He's gonna be this and that, Ooh, that, yeah. and that. So You know how many times I've heard that? Heard that with Roy Williams, Oops. Mike Williams. You know, I'm tired of hearing it, man. Mm-hmm. You know, I wanna see results. Afford just got this mega contract. Now it's time to put up or shut up. He's here. I personally think <coughs> it was the right move for the franchise.
1: I do too. He got what he wanted. The franchise has their quarterback, probably the best quarterback
0: they've had. In the mm. Super Bowl era, at least. He's a fan favorite. Right, and he's a fringe top 10. Yeah. I think he's like 11 or 12. He's right there. So that means there's... He's a fringe top 10 who can play up to a fringe top 5. And he's not going to be um, the biggest pay, play player for long. It's no. In 15 days from now, 2 weeks, 3 weeks from now, maybe yeah. after the year, it's going to pop The up Niners anymore.
1: and Redskins are prepared to offer Kirk Cousins like 30, 30 million a year. Yeah, there you go. Bam. <clears> it's going to be and <clears> That's Kirk Cousins. Right. Like,
0: that's... Do you do see 80s. their start? Do you see their first four games? The Lions? Yes. Cardinals Giants Falcons Vikings Panthers Saints Steelers Packers
1: yeah so you might you might steal one in New York against the Giants but probably not because
0: now they got the Brady Giants Marshall yeah the Giants
1: it. receiving core versus the Lions secondary yep uh I don't think you're beating the Cardinals or the Falcons I'd, I'd Minnesota's a toss-up yeah it's because at,
0: their defense is pretty good mm-hmm
1: Carolina, is Carolina going to be the Carolina of old? Yeah, is it 15 or 16 Carolina? That's true. Then at New Orleans, that's that's and a maybe. That's a maybe. Sometimes Pittsburgh on Sunday night, then at Green Bay the next Sunday night. We are just under a week until the season kicks off. Chiefs at Patriots on Thursday night. Yeah, Thursday and night, boo. And traditionally the season kicks off on a Thursday night. And then we get Thursday night football games every week. And it seems like a lot of the players are against Thursday night football. It doesn't really bring in a lot of ratings. The production is lower from fantasy players. You, ju- you see way more blowouts on Thursday night than any other night. I think maybe it's the matchups or maybe it's just like, you know, the home team has such an advantage because the road team has to travel. So they have less time to prepare because of traveling. Right. And then less time to prepare because they're playing three days earlier than everybody else. Right. So, and, and
0: usually Monday they have off. Yeah. So they got Tuesday, Wednesday to prepare along with traveling. Right. So when Thursday comes around, man, I'd be that's that sounds. I want to take a nap just Mm -hmm. thinking about it. You know. And you
1: know, Thursday, you're still kind of recovering from your game on Sunday. And then another issue with the Thursday night games are the color rush jerseys. I like the color rush. Like color rush jerseys. I like some of them.
0: You know what sucks though? Um, what was it? A few years ago, it was Buffalo Buffalo and and the Jets. Jets, and they were like solid green and solid red. Uh, boy, Malcolm, he's colorblind. colorblind. Couldn't tell. He couldn't tell the, what
1: team from what team. Poor guy was also watching the Bills and Jets. <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad for him. Um, I remember when the Dolphins brought out trotted out those like bright orange, uh, color rush jerseys against Cincy last year. Those were shat upon by many. Yeah, I'm not. I don't hate them, but I remember when the Dolphins used to wear orange jerseys as their alternates, and I love those. And but I was expecting something. I was, yeah, like the orange pants Right, kind of didn't really do it for me. Kind of look like
0: a push pop. Um,
1: so, yeah, should it be changed to accommodate for the players? Like maybe don't do Thursday night football every week? Or
0: It makes them too much money. It's If it's lucrative, they're going to do it. They don't care about the players. We, we're right. seeing this with the CTE. We're seeing this with these guys that come out of the league and, you know, they're addicted to pain pills because they can't get a no insurance. They're not They're not going to stop mm-hmm. doing what they do. It's, just, I think, it's a money machine.
1: I don't know who's in charge of making the schedules or whatever, I think the least they could do is make sure that the road team is coming off a bye going into a Thursday night game. That wouldn't be a bad idea. Yeah. And there are a lot of players have come out against, well, not a lot, but the more outspoken ones like Richard Sherman and no player has really stood up for Thursday night football. And I, I think that's pretty telling. And I think there's a reason for it. Well, then the,
0: well then, you know what happens to happen? Hmm. The players association needs to get involved
1: Like, Monday night football is fine because that's basically, you know, that's a one-day difference, difference. you
0: know. Nothing. It's nothing.
1: And those players aren't playing four
0: days earlier. Not even, like, three days earlier. Three days earlier. And you got, Monday's that recovery day. You play Sunday, Mm you're recovering Monday. Tuesday is always a light practice. Wednesday, you start getting into it. Thursday, you start really getting into it. But No, no, you have a game. Right, so you don't go full uh, exactly. Like, it just makes no sense to me. That's ridiculous,
1: and I've—I don't know if I'd ever. Well, maybe I'd go to a Thursday night game versus watching at TV. No. Segue into next topic,
0: right? Um, I definitely would not go to a Thursday night football game. I would even go. I don't even like going to Lions games. I like going. I'll go to Michigan games. Mm-hmm. Atmosphere is pretty cool in Michigan. I like. I always like the collegiate atmosphere. It, any, anybody that's a Detroit Lions fan has gone down to watch a game. Detroit Lions fans, I'm telling you, I'm not one of you. I'm a fan, but I'm a realist. I'm not a slappy. I'm not an asshole when it comes to the games where I get drunk and scream at the refs from the nosebleed mm-hmm. sections. Like, they're going to hear you. They're not going to hear you. Shut up. Sit down and watch the damn game.
1: I've been to two Lions games. Not great atmospheres simply because of the fans that go there. Um... I've been to one cheering for the Lions, but not really, because I've never... Che- I was there to see Peyton Manning, like, <laughs> straight up. Right. I know he was the ghost of Peyton Manning, but he was still... Peyton Manning. He's still the legend, still one of my favorites of all time. And The first time I went to a Lions game, I was just there to see the Dolphins. And let me tell you, wearing a Dolphins uniform at Ford Field, I... I grew up in Ann Arbor like wearing Spartan gear all the time. I've never been treated so poorly by other people than when I wore the opposing team's colors to a Lions game. Yeah. Let me tell you. It, for, a t- for a program that has never done anything noteworthy aside from going 0-16, those fans have too much pride in themselves and their team, and I hate them. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much straight <laughs> up. A, hey. I don't feel bad watching the Lions <laughs> lose anymore because I know all those... All those a-hole Lions fans. Some
0: slappies that like are just like, They yeah. deserve
1: it. They deserve Martha Ford. They deserve Jim Caldwell. And I feel zero sympathy for them.
0: Man. I feel you. To a like, point, because a lot of us don't deserve that. Because right. I'm, I'm definitely a realist, man. I'm a, I'm a call Like, I go to the game. I sit there. I don't even drink. I go to mm-hmm. sit there to watch a game. I can't even take my son with me to a Lions game. Because these people right. are so obnoxious, and you don't know if there's a fight's gonna break out.
1: So when it comes to the NFL, I would definitely, unless the Dolphins are in town, I'm definitely staying home to watch those games. But the atmosphere of going to the games, that feeling of camaraderie with these strangers—you don't know them, but you're all—I mean, you're not working because you're not part of the team. I'm not—I'm not stupid, but you're all kind of like working towards a common goal. Like your team <laughs> brings these people together. Usually, like I've—I've I've met some asshole Spartan fans in in the stands and had had some conflicts with them, some interactions that were not great. But for the most part, I'm going I'm going to the game this Saturday, Michigan State's opener. Um and I I kind of told myself not to buy any tickets this year just because of how awful they were last year, but I can't keep myself away. There's something about Spartan Stadium, something about being there versus watching at home with like my parents or even by myself. Like it's something I can't really explain. Maybe it's because I'm a homer, but I think the
0: collegiate atmosphere is just the collegiate way, atmosphere is great. It's just way different. It's there's just, less drunk people for there's sure. There's less drunk people for sure. And there's a less of the away team there. Right. So, you know, you can't be an asshole to your own, you know, your own you own know fan base. Yeah. But when you go to Ford Field for a Lions mm-hmm. games, Lions fans are assholes to Lions Mm -hmm. fans, and it just makes no sense to me. There
1: are a lot of people in Michigan that don't cheer for the Lions. Like, they probably adopted another team.
0: Yeah, like the Patriots. Like the Patriots. Out of the four main sports, basketball and football are my favorite. Mm -hmm. But if you ask me if you want to go to a game, I'll definitely, before going to a basketball or football game, go to a baseball and a hockey game first because... I just love the ambiance of a baseball yeah. game. It's just something magical well, about going to to me going to Comerica Park, yeah. I think it's great or every time.
1: The Joe, like I know it wasn't a great stadium, but I love going to the Joe to watch games. Right. But uh, I think that's because there's so many more baseball and hockey games than football, you know. Right. There's less pressure to win because oh, you don't win this game, you got 80 games left this year. Mm, if true. you football, you know, you every week to a certain extent is a must win. Right. Especially in college football these days, because like you lose two games, there's no shot. You got no shot at the playoff.
0: I'd rather go to Comerica and, and the Joe. Well, now the LCA, which we'll is kind of, it's kind of scary we'll, to me. We'll see because we don't know what what the Red Wings are going to do now. Are they yeah. rebuilding? Is Zetterberg staying? Is he gonna blow it up, or is he gonna try to go for a run?
1: Um, it was. It was I read an article last week of Henrik Zetterberg saying he thinks he has about two years left in him. Um, before maybe he retires or maybe he just doesn't play in the U S you know, maybe he does a Datsuke, but he's giving us, he's giving us a little bit more of a heads up. And you know, for the Red Wings, that's their captain. Right. So you're pretty, your captain saying, I think I got two years
0: left of this. Man. So what do you do? I've seen three captains in my lifetime. Yep. Same here. Iserman. Lidstrom. And this guy. So. It's kind of heartbreaking in a sense. But, you know, I, I realize everybody gets old, you know. and Yeah. And I think that... <sighs>
1: Zetterberg has been my favorite wing for, you know, probably six or seven years now. And he, he's not producing the way he was. Like, it's it's simple as that. Part of that's not having week Part of that's the injuries. He's been... He's had some very poor... Health
0: luck, right, and like I don't see and, no good leadership after he's gone,
1: right? Is the next Red Wings captain even on the roster right now?
0: Yes, that's a good question. I I, I was I was hearing rumors that Anthony Anthony C was going to uh, Russia yeah. to play. I mean, they're offering him more money. Sure, go bye bye. Um,
1: Jeff Blashill isn't playing him for who knows why. Um, that would that would be a big loss. Let me tell you, if you can build something around Larkin and Anthony maybe Mirozic. like you've got you've got those young players with the potential
0: um can you can you hone that potential for them you know can you can you bring all those those three right. guys together to bring hockey right. town back to hockey town
1: well i think we know the answer to this should the red wings be tanking or like knowing that zetterberg is probably two years at most away like scraping another run together with no, him no
0: yeah i think Zetterberg kind of knows that they're not headed in that direction. They're in rebuild mode, whether we like it or not, mm-hmm. whether Ken Holland says, Oh, they're in rebuild mode or not. They're in rebuild mode. Or at least, no they, they should be, at least
1: they should be in rebuild mode. It's nice that we got the playoff streak to 25, but Who cares? There, it was so worthless to just scrape together to get a seven or an eight seed and get bounced in the first round by Boston or Tampa. To me,
0: to me it's a hollow playoff seed.
1: Haven't won a playoff series since 2013. Haven't, got, haven't won multiple playoff series since 2009. And you know what? We're coming up on a decade since the last Stanley Cup. There
0: should not be that big of a gap. Mm-hmm.
1: And it can be done in the salary cap era. We just saw Pittsburgh... Ugh. We just saw Pittsburgh win back-to-back Stanley Cups in the, in the salary cap era. So I don't want to hear Mike Holland complaining about, you know, a limit on spending because he's... He's given average players max deals. We know what the Red Wings should be doing, but we also know what they're gonna do. He's gonna try to scrape it out. I think the nail in the coffin was them losing to Chicago. Their last year in the Western Conference, they had the 3-1 lead, they just beaten the two seed in Anaheim, had the 3-1 lead over Chicago, and they haven't won a playoff series since. That was four years ago. The Red Wings were the biggest factor of pride for me for like sports in the state of Michigan. For me, it was like Izzo and the Red Wings. Like those two were always the money makers. Right, like, those were what I took my pride in, and, and just seeing the Red Wings fall from grace has been one of the most difficult things to watch.
0: It's always been like, oh, Lions suck. Yeah, well, we still got the Red Wings, yeah. bro yeah best hockey team ever just hockey town dropped the gloves man yeah and now it's just it's just not like that
1: all right so we'll get into our non-sports issues of the day obi-wan kenobi film in the works that is right lucasfilm has confirmed and announced uh there's no script yet we have a director it's the director of ellie elliott got ewan mcgregor saying he is all up for that and it looks like we're gonna get an obi-wan kenobi film coming soon
0: like I don't know if like did they say it's gonna be in between movies or is it gonna be an origin?
1: What I think is gonna happen is it's gonna be between episode three and episode four. It's gonna be like Obi Wan's Rogue One kind of. Um.
0: What I mean, happens to him?
1: Yeah, like what what is he doing on Tatooine between all these years? You know. Right, and how he is he, he, he kind of like watching Luke's Luke Skywalker from far away? Right, and yeah, the the Force ghosts, you know, being one with the Force. It, it was kind of mentioned at the end of Star Wars Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith. Yoda mentioned, like, he has training for him on Tatooine and mentions an old friend, an old teacher, you know, Qui-Gon Jinn. Right. I think maybe maybe Liam Neeson comes back.
0: Ooh. Uh,
1: oh, but maybe we see how Obi-Wan learns to become really one with the Force and, you know, be present with Luke and Yoda even after he's died.
0: There's no script at all yet.
1: No script yet. Like they, they got the director. So I think, I think it was like just this past week that they confirmed and announced. People have been clamoring for one for years. And Ewan McGregor is, he's in that right age where he can lead up to being old. Being, yeah. Right? Like with a little bit of makeup, he could look just like Alec Guinness in the first Star Wars. Um, and it might be a different, it might be a different kind of Star Wars movie. Maybe there's not that much action.
0: But it was. I think it would still fulfill everybody's hopes. I think you don't really need too much action. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you look at Star Wars for the action, like me, I look at it for like deeper meaning. You know, like yeah. like what did Lucas, you know, what was he meaning behind you know setting up the council and the Republic mm-hmm. and all, you know all this stuff? What do you mean by that? What do you mean by having Leia and uh, be a princess and. Uh, your right. boy gets stuck to the sand dunes. You know what I'm saying? What it's, was the meaning of It's one of, of all the that?
1: best good versus evil trilogies ever. The Absolutely. original. I think the the prequels were really kind of like long toy commercials. Like, oh, look at this and that. Like, aren't these cool? Don't you want to buy these? Who cares about the story? Like, <laughs> who cares about good dialogue? Just buy the toys, man.
0: Right. So, like, yeah. But, like, I think Star Wars, I think it, I think Rogue One, to me, was so fascinating, mm-hmm. like like the end scene. The end scene right. is the best Darth Vader scene I've ever seen. Oh my god! And that when, was fantastic. And when like Carrie Fisher turns around, you know, just after she's been passed, just mm-hmm. after she passed and turns around, dude, you get goosebumps, man. You, yeah. Like like I got goosebumps. Just it really about captured
1: it. the feel of the originals. Right, right. Um. Spoiler alert. But, I mean, you kind of knew everybody was going to die. Spoiler alert. I mean, right, right. when none of those characters were... 40 years later, yeah, spoiler alert. When none of those characters were in the Star Wars trilogy, like, you knew everybody was going to die. But right. But they had... Those characters had to. Like, it was... Right. It was about sacrifice. It really dove into the mentality of, like, the wars. Like...
0: Seeing the actual planet blow up from, like... Yeah. On, the, on planet, the planet, opposed to, like, seeing it, like, blow up back then, you're like, yeah. oh, there's blowing up a ball floating in a black place. Right, And we there. see the prequels, the Star Wars
1: happening, and then, like, all this time between, and we pick up, and there's still the wars happening, and it bridges that gap. It's like, hey, the wars didn't end, and just, like, pick up again when A New Hope started. Exactly. Like, it shows us that like those wars were continuous they did not stop
0: right but that's the lucas world that's Mm. the star wars that's i love that's i love it's just it's so deep you know what i'm saying it's like sometimes you can't even keep up but it's not it's not gonna end anytime soon no you got
1: two episodes left episode seven or not episode
0: seven uh the last jedi episode eight comes out this december all the books, books all the cartoons shows everything it's just Disney's already got it, so you mm-hmm. know they're gonna turn that into like that's already a machine, just like I, Marvel is. This is just a gleam in their eye right now,
1: but there have been talks about Yoda, a, a Yoda movie, and a possible Boba Fett movie.
0: No Boba Fett. No Boba. We Boba know Fett. too much about Boba Fett. We've mm-hmm. seen him from from kid or clone kid to death. I would like to see a Yoda movie mm-hmm. like Yoda pre you know, teachings. Like,
1: how did he become such a great Jedi master? Because everybody always talks about Yoda, the great Jedi master. How did he get
0: there? Yeah, like a Yoda origin story. Mm -hmm. But I don't want, I don't want them to, to to go too much into doing like origin stories, like how Marvel did it with Wolverine and so much. I would like to see an origin story, but like, we come at we, it from a different way. We don't Yoda need War. an
1: origin story for, like, every single character. Yes, story. yes. Because Yoda's one of the more influential characters.
0: Yoda would have a cool origin story. I think you'd have to go right. origin for Yoda. I think for, like you said, Obi-Wan, you could have that, what was he doing? Mm-hmm. It, doesn't to to story, it doesn't need yeah. to be an origin story. It needs to be, like, a fill, like a Rogue One fill, right. like a gap. Like, what, what was he doing? Oh. Boba
1: Fett is, you know, he's one of the coolest characters in cinema. And he didn't even... He, because he really didn't have to work for it. He said, like, three lines the whole, the whole series, right, his you know? Actions. Not including the kid, because that doesn't... Right. To me, that doesn't count. So maybe a Boba Fett movie would kind of, like, take away from the mystery. Like, the... I don't know. I still wish they didn't just, like, kill him off like that. That still bothers me
0: to this yeah, day. What bothers me is the way they <laughs> kill off Darth Maul. Yeah. You know what I'm saying?
1: They killed off Darth Maul too soon. He could have made the prequels a lot better. And, and Darth, um,
0: da- Darth Maul had the higher ground. Yeah so whenever
1: but yeah Boba Fett was just such a cool character in Empire Strikes Back he's this bounty 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 hunter with the mysterious mask like awesome armor and then he's just like killed like in Return of the Jedi like he's just eaten by the Sarlacc right so disappointing
0: right you know what would be cool though like say he did, he say he didn't die in the Starlock stomach. Say mm-hmm. he, like shot him, sliced his way out, bro, and like, wouldn't that be kind of a cool Boba Fett <laughs> yeah. story? Like it shows him like coming out of like the sand dune, yeah. like boom, doom, and it's like a Boba Fett. Yeah. That would be kind of cool. That would be cool. What What are your thoughts on the Han Solo movie? That's oh Han Solo is still the best, a, it's in the dude. works. Yeah. yeah, Donald Glover's playing like uh, uh Lando Calrissian. Yeah, so I'm excited for that. I I'm excited for that because when they when when Kylo. Spoiler alert, when Kylo <laughs> oh, killed <man>. his father, <gasps> I left, I was so pissed. Really? I, yeah, I was like, up into that movie, I was up in that part, I was just like, no, dude. You can't kill Hans. Hans is like the only like non-Jedi badass in Star mm-hmm. Wars to me. Like, the ultimate non-Jedi badass. You know what I'm saying? Who could hang with the Jedi? Uh, but Jedis. you knew it was going to happen. As, yeah, I mean, but no. still, but still, but still, it shouldn't have happened, man. I, I, I love Harrison Ford as an actor. Oh, he's great. I love Han Solo as, you know, that reckless maverick. Yeah, smuggler. Know, smuggler, you know what I'm saying? You gotta, he's just. Kylo is still my boy, though. I love Kylo. Fuck Kylo. Fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> I hate him. I hope, I I hope
1: Ray smokes him. No, Ren's yes. gonna, Kylo Ren is going to make the new trilogy. Little no, crybaby. It lives and dies with Kylo. Kylo's a little crybaby. <laughs> He's being tortured by the dark side. Get out of here! You don't get it. I'm gonna
0: help you, you need to finish what you started, Grandpappy. You don't get it. <laughs> I Because I, I, I your
1: grandfather wasn't a bad.
0: I, I like right, but I like him. I like him as a. He's a good actor. Oh, yeah. I just like the reason. Like I like actors if I, I don't like their character or I love their character, and sometimes I'll be like, well, then that person's a good actor because. If they give me, if they act at a point where I can't stand their character, like Joffrey in Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. I can't stand his character. He did something good. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So like, Sh-
1: like Shane in The Walking Dead. Yeah, I well I can still stand Shane. I Shane, can't
0: stand Shane, but I love him as Punisher and Daredevil. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But like, it's bad for Shane. Like I like I like the actor. I forget his name. Adam Driver. Adam Driver. I, I just watched Logan Lucky, some of it the oh, other yeah? day. Yeah, it was like bootleg, but it was really oh, bad. Okay. <laughs> so I only watched twenty minutes of it. and I was like, I don't want to watch this don't anymore. Wanna, yeah. Um, but he's a good he's a good actor, and but I there, just don't like Kylo Ren. I,
1: there's, it's like with the next two movies. There's so much you can do with Kylo Ren, and so much you can do with the next movies. That's why I love The Force Awakens because standalone, it's an oh, it's a good movie. It's not great, but it's great because you can do. It it, you can build itself so, from can, that universe. Yeah. And you can build so much off of it to make the next two episodes of Star Wars. You know? Yeah. I, it was disappointing when the first time Kylo Ren took off his mask because he just looked so cool and his, first, and his voice was like this he talked like that. kind of, You know? Right. And yeah. then he took off his mask and he doesn't even need it. It's like Kylo's still my boy. Kylo
0: is not my boy. He killed my boy. He killed Hans, man. <laughs> that guy... Han Solo, that dude is a staple in everybody's mind. It's
1: super disappointing that Luke Skywalker and Han Solo did not have
0: a scene together. Right. Yeah. He just he just got he just got gutted and dropped in a pit. Ugh. Yep. So you feel bad for Boba Fett getting eaten. (laughs) But I can't feel bad for Han Solo getting gutted by his own flesh and (laughs) blood and dropped out of the pit.
1: Okay, Joe. I'm just saying. At least his death, like, had meaning to it. You know, like, something's gonna come out of that. Nothing happened from this awesome like, character just getting... Poor
0: Bulba just turned into shit.
1: Yeah. Like, this awesome character was just wasted because Blind Han Solo... Blind Han Solo, like, accidentally turned around and shot his jetpack. And this, like, renowned bounty hunter was feared and, like, one of the finest bounty hunters doesn't know that his backpack, his jetpack just got shot. And like, right. tries to fly away and just... And like... <laughs> How?
0: There's no (laughs) consistency with that. Oh, man. So disappointing. So I don't... I think I have the same kind of uh, love-hate relationship with Boba Fett as I do Batman. But I think Batman... No, 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 no. Yeah, it just goes way deeper. Like me and you were talking about, we're we're Michael Keaton Batman fans. Love Michael Keaton. Yeah. But but the span of Batman movies between (laughs) Keaton and Bale just saturated the market with garbage to me. You
1: go to Val Kilmer... You go to George Clooney, oh. a fine actor. Like Just because you're a good actor doesn't mean you can do every single role that's offered you.
0: I didn't mind, though, Chris O'Donnell. Is that his name, Chris O'Donnell? Chris O'Donnell is as Robin. As Robin? Yeah. yeah I didn't mind him he as He was good. Robin. He was like he a cocky a, little kid. Right. But then they brought Alicia Silverstone in as, as Batgirl. I'm right. just like, yeah. You know, and it's not much. just the Batman
1: casting. It's like uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger as Mr. Freeze, Mr. Freeze. His terrible ice
0: puns yeah dude he had horrible ice bones
1: uh tommy lee jones and jim carrey kind of like trying to out goof each other as two-face and riddler
0: right like that's not two-face's
1: character right you know you don't have to be a super batman nerd to know that two-face is not a goofball right like the riddler yeah you know he because he's he makes riddles like that's his shit of course he's going to be of course he's going to be goofy and effed in the head but two-face like He's supposed to be this, like, tortured, deranged, like, pissed-off-at-everybody character. Right. And in Batman Forever, he's just... <laughs> man, like he's still, he's laughing. He's having a good time with the Riddler. Right. He, just, he kind of turns into a sidekick, this renowned
0: badass as Almost. himself. Almost. Yeah. Almost, he does. Yeah, so, that's my, like, biggest thing about Batman. See, like, when I was younger, my, my shit growing up was Batman Beyond. Mm-hmm. You know, the older Bruce Wayne mentoring yeah. the youngest du- younger Batman... With the, like the he had like the, a full suit, like like it was advanced. It was, an advanced, it was yeah. like, an advanced suit, like a whole like yeah, like mm-hmm. yeah, it went over face and everything. And I I think that would be cool if they did like a movie like yeah. that. And like you said, bring, bring back, back Michael, Michael Keaton, Keaton reprise his role, role. Yeah. right? Train the younger it's, dude. Yeah. I think that would be cool. Cool direction to go to, but you know, I'm not making big You're bucks. Movies. Hopefully, yeah. you know. Um,
1: and, and there's also the the bat fleck issue, like. The, everybody knew Batman versus Superman. That's the thing. Batman sells. Everybody loves Batman. You see more Batman apparel than any other superhero, probably double. And you know, everybody knew Batman versus Superman was gonna suck. All the reviews were terrible. Everybody knew that Zack Snyder had made a terrible Man of Steel film, made a not great Watchmen film, and had ruined like most of the cool projects he'd been handed. Watchmen
0: really pissed me off because yeah. I wasn't I wasn't a big really close to Watchmen. I really know too much of, about mm-hmm. it. But, like. But any interest you had in them, that movie killed. Yeah, kind of killed. Jeffrey right? Dean Morgan was a comedian in it. and yeah. I, And, like, he was only in it for, like, 20 minutes and they killed him. Yeah. Sorry, spoiler alert. My bad. She said that before, but that's, it's like five, 10 years old now. Negan kills Glenn. <laughs> and Abraham. Uh, Get nobody, out! Nobody mourns Abraham. He was such <laughs> a good mourns, character. Yeah, nobody
1: mourns But everybody knew Batman vs. Superman was going to be terrible. That movie still sold out. I tried to see it with my sister, like, a few weeks after it came out, we still couldn't get tickets. Like when we showed up, I didn't, I've seen it once on DVD a year after it came out. It was exactly what I expected, exactly what I heard. Do
0: you think it was just uh just uh, like a hollow setup to to the uh, Justice, Justice League, League? It was a race to the
1: Justice League? Yeah, I think so too. But the fact that Ben Affleck is Batman was the redeeming quality of that movie. It kind of tell you everything, right? I mean, well, Ben Affleck's a great actor. Like he's. He's done great roles. Oh, and he, hes he, a good director. He's a good
0: director. He's a good writer. You know, he makes good mm-hmm. movies. But I, I'm not—I'm not too big of him as an actor. And do you see Suicide Squad, he's in it for, yeah. like, for like, like, like that, and it's just like thank God, mm-hmm. because I think he would have ruined the movie if he would have stayed in it a little longer. Yeah. And you know what's you know you know what to me is really bad too because I'm more of a Marvel, a Marvel fan, mm-hmm. but. I love DC's villains more than I love...
1: DC has such great, great villains. villains. Not even just Batman's villains.
0: Right. Batman's... Killer Croc. Yeah. To me, my favorite villain that's so underrated is Solomon Grundy. I love the superhuman zombie. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, you can't <laughs> stop the dude. He's huge. You know, him, yeah. Killer Croc, Bane. Those are like my Bane, yeah. some of my three favorite villains. That right was another there.
1: issue with the Batman and Robin film was... Yeah, their adaptation of Bane, like his origin story was more to the comic books, you know, it was his kid that like, got juiced. But he was stupid. Like Bane isn't just a beast and a monster. He's a genius, you know. Right? He can wreck you physically and psychologically. And they just had this kid like like Poison I would be like, Bane, crack this barrel in half. Crack barrel in half. Right, uh. You
0: know pull the tubes out of your back oh no okay. I'm useless sure. right
1: now I'm just a kid but
0: like yeah DC has great great villains man like Joker probably, to me is probably oh. the best villain of all time cause they're not
1: villains that are like physically imposing
0: right they're not Thanos coming yeah. down with the gauntlet Burr. with the infinity rings and yeah, he's gonna like, kill you, you to... with the one swipe of his fist yeah it's just you know? like
1: beat me physically and you win it's like no like the Dark Knight did it so well the
0: Joker wasn't he wasn't fighting Batman. He, he was fighting was, Gotham. Right. You know? And he was psychologically mind-fucking Batman. Like, you can't kill me. Because right. me and you, we're together. hmm You can't have me. I can't have you. If I'm not here, you're not here. Right. And there's more people in
1: the city like me. There's more people, there's more bad people of my mindset than people like you. They're villains of such great backstories. Like Harvey Dent, you know, falling from grace to become Two-Face. Right. You know, Joker, like the origin story still is, you know. Where did Joker come from? How did he get here? We don't know. But he's not like some physically imposing dude. And Bane is a physically imposing guy. He's a beast, but he's also... Smart. Yeah,
0: he's a step ahead mentally, too. Right, right. He's the brain in the brawn. I, lo- I-, I like DC's villains. He's like J.J. Watt. Right. DC villains to me are more relatable
1: I can't even name five Marvel villains off the top of my head Green Goblin Thanos, Thanos yeah I mean, Dr. Octopus like does Magneto's
0: count? Magneto but, but like does he count because at, at moments at, at times Magneto has his has his Professor mm. X moments, you know what I'm saying, yeah. where he like does the right thing, right? You know what I'm saying? That's so, what like, makes a good villain, like yeah, that kind of exactly. walking the line. line and like having that conflict with yourself between because everybody has that conflict with yeah. themselves in themselves, you know what I'm saying? The am I doing the right thing? I'm not doing the right thing. You know, you know, when you're doing good, you know, when you're doing bad, you
1: know, when you're doing something solely for yourself,
0: and that's where Magneto. Uh, and that's I feel, and I feel, and I feel like a a lot of the DC villains mm-hmm. do the same thing. Joker does, doesn't he, walk the line. He's just yes, he does not have that filter. Pure chaos. Yes, dude, like, he's evil, all the time. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that's why I think DC villains are like just a step ahead of Marvel villains. Yeah, but not the superheroes. I still love Marvel superheroes. But Batman, Batman Beyond, man, I would love to see a Batman Beyond. But other than that, get rid of the Batmans. It's just it's getting too much. It's getting too saturated. There should
1: have been at least a five-year silence period after the Dark Knight trilogy ended. Yeah. Because what Christopher Nolan did with those films was fantastic. And then you follow that up not even three years later with, you know, Zack Snyder and Batman vs. Superman.
0: You know, we've seen six Batman people play Batman in our lifetime. Yeah. How many people have we seen play Wolverine?
1: One. Yeah. Yeah
0: you know what I'm saying and and the Wolverine series to me are like I'd rather watch Wolverine's like all Wolverine movies anything with Wolverine in it Hugh Jackman playing Wolverine because it's cohesive I mean that one that came
1: out in 09 though was kind of
0: the origin one yeah I don't know yeah weapon X one the weapon X one yeah yeah like but like it's like you, you if you watch all of movies with Wolverine in it, it's going to be cohesive because right. it's the same character. It's like you can't... Consistent. You can't, yeah, you can't watch the Keaton ones and then... Oh, oh, well, now that I watch Keaton ones, I'm going to go watch the Clooney ones and uh, right. Val Kilmer one and then jump to Christian Bale because if you jump to Christian Bale after watching those middle ones, you're going to be like, why did I watch the middle right. ones?
1: You go from like this dark tone of Tim Burton, you know, he, he did a great job setting up his version of Gotham. Right. And then... I don't know when Joel Schumacher took over, but like, just comes in and just poof, goofs right. it all up. Like it was, it just turned into,
0: I, I, and Burton's and Nolan's worlds to me were a little closer together mm-hmm. because you could have probably like,
1: you just got a hole in the bridge right
0: in the middle, right, like, right. You could, you could somebody have,
1: let Joel Schumacher, right? Come you
0: in. could, have, you could have brought Penguin into the Dark Knight's realm as Danny DeVito and he would yeah. fit to me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You can, you could even have him rolling down the street in the, in that, uh, big, rubber, big rubber ducky.
1: Joel Schumacher knew he wasn't making the best movies too. Like I, I watched an interview with him where he's like, you know, my goal was just to entertain. And I guess I pissed a bunch of people off it wasn't my intention. My intention was just to entertain. It's like, well, you kind of lost it with your poor storytelling, your inconsistency with casting. Like I, You really couldn't get Val Kilmer to come back. I'm not saying like, oh, I love Val Kilmer as Batman. But it'd be a little bit better to have Val Kilmer as Batman in Batman and Robin. Right.
0: But uh, if if your whole sole purpose is to entertain, and he to me he entertained by visual in those movies. Everything was like entertained the hell out of me when I was nine. Right. After everything was was neon and flips and this and black lights that and sound effects. Sound effects and like. All you were missing
1: was the pow. But even now, like nostalgia can't nostalgia can't save that movie for me.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. I'm with you on that one, man. Joe Cleveland? Hayden just released by the
1: Browns, not even like seven hours later, scooped up by division rival Pittsburgh Steelers. You think you think there was any motivation of playing Cleveland twice a year there? Oh. Not only that, but now yeah. Pittsburgh has really geared up their secondary and they got a good defensive core. You know, maybe they're saying we see Edelman's out, we know we have an opportunity to strike. Like we can, we right. can come after the Patriots. Right.
0: And I can't believe that Cleveland let him go. I knew they were, I knew they were trying to shop him, but just to drop him,
1: like you get nothing. Out
0: of nothing. I ain't yeah. get nothing. I'd be like, well, you're playing them, bro, and you're gonna play your ass off. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So I don't, I, I don't know that call. But then again, it's the, it's the, it's the Cleveland Browns. So right. that's what, that's what. Who cares? Um, really.
1: Amad Brooks, former Niners linebacker, signs with the Packers. The so Packers got a good linebacking going. You got Clay Matthews, got Jake Ryan, now you got Ahmad Brooks.
0: Especially uh, in the middle to late season, the Packs' defense went down. Yeah. They had a whole bunch of guys out. Right. But yeah, that Ahmad Brooks pickup's really good for them. For
1: week four, we'll review the MSU and U of M openers, like what we saw from each team, and more of an idea of what we can expect for the 2017 season from both teams. What's right, right. For them? And we'll look ahead to NFL week one. I'm certainly looking forward to seeing the Jay Cutler project.
0: He's got a lot of weapons over there, man. He got Julius Thomas. Julius which Thomas. Which is crazy because they went through Denver together with the Gase, the Gase program. what's yeah. called the Gase program.
1: Where They both worked with Gase. They had very – Right, had and now they're back with, with Gase yeah. together
0: in, uh, in uh, Miami. So I think that connection is going to be kind of pretty good. I'm very man.
1: excited. I mean, they connected – it was only like a two-yard touchdown pass, but they did connect for a touchdown against the Eagles in week three. He's got, he's got a big target in Devontae Parker. Devontae he's, he's He better step up. Targets. He better
0: step up. You got Jarvis Landry. And
1: you've got an over-the-top threat in Kenny Stills.
0: Kenny Stills. And Jay yeah.
1: Cutler, he's not a bad quarterback. I I will defend him. I think... He's made some questionable decisions. I think... But for the last five to six years of his career, the Bears have been just nothing short of garbage. So he's been playing from behind. And he's had to toss up those the ball late in the game. Which can result in more picks, right? I still think he can get it done, but I, I'm I'm not saying Super Bowl for Miami.
0: I think Jay Cutler has all the tangibles. I just think he's a knucklehead. I, I think I it. I think his I think what's between his ears kind of stops him. His arrogance <laughs> yeah. stops him.
1: And you, you get that question about his love for the game when you talk about Jay Cutler. But physically, I think it's still there. I I don't mind his press conferences he has like that kind of self-deprecating humor like maybe only i'll find this funny but i'm still gonna say it like i'm not even gonna laugh at it but i'm gonna you know like saying like well i'm a quarterback so i don't have to be in the best but
0: then he has a little <laughs> yeah see buffy. i don't think i i don't think i get along with him but no. I, I enjoy his press conferences no, i don't get along. when
1: somebody asked him about his cardio shape, he's like well you know being a quarterback thank goodness i don't have to be in the best cardiovascular shape Like you hear ESPN talking about, like, is Jay Cutler too out of shape to play quarterback? Blah blah blah. It's like, dude, he was making a joke about himself.
0: I think that's all the time we got, Joe.
1: Yep, all right. Beards for Radio. Beards for Radio.